Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive into today's episode. We are talking about the learner dashboard development. We have some pretty cool, interesting developments, uh, and I wanted to use today's podcast to kind of highlight this a little bit. Now, this is going to be a little different, and for some of you, I apologize. This is definitely a resource that is super powerful and one that I super believe in and use uh, for sure, but it is something that is on EMC2. But I think sometimes it's important, right, to hear what's out there and and why why I think it's worth talking about here. This one I kind of want to shout from the mountaintops. Uh, in the the point of learner dashboard is to be feedback based, and in this world of everything digital, right, that ability to kind of write on the side of the paper. I don't want to say it's gone, but it's not nearly as convenient as a pen in hand and just paper in front of you. And so I think a lot of feedback has gone down or there are complicated systems in which we can give feedback on things, you know, put annotations, use moat, do voice things. But I mean, you're still, I mean, it's still a lot. And it's also not necessarily easy for the student to see that growth. And here comes Learner Dashboard. This is a system that we built on EMC2. And it, it forms the backbone of my classroom, for sure. Uh, every student gets their own Learner Dashboard, right, for history. And there are two sections in it. And if you can kind of picture, there's uh, more irregular feedback, that's like unit based and there's four boxes in which I can kind of provide comments uh, to the student. I use those four boxes to talk about um, well mainly three categories and then I kind of have this bonus one and that is content skill and process are my three boxes and then I have this extra one that's just kind of their assessment and I give feedback on that once a unit And then off to the far side, there is a, I don't want to say per assignment, but as many assignments as you'd like to give individual feedback on. And it always, for both those, puts the current unit at the top of the chart and puts the current uh, lesson at the top of the chart, or most recent. And this is what I'm talking about. Now they can see their feedback kind of going back unit after unit after unit on similar categories. They can also see their homework and some of the feedback that's been given on some of their homework going descending like from current to most like oldest and then there's boxes for them to them to sort of input data i use those there's four boxes you can change the title this thing's super powerful you can change the title for whatever meets your school or class needs for me i have them set a goal they tell me a strength they write a conference reflection so every unit i conference with the students and then they have to kind of write up what that conference was about which is actually super meta. It definitely makes them think about it, but also it's super useful. I don't necessarily have to take all those notes. Uh, They're not perfect notes, but there are some notes then per student, per conference. And then I have this bigger box that I actually have the students kind of write a resume update in. And that's super powerful too, because they're constantly sort of updating it. What is the best? What are, if you were to put your best foot forward, you know, please explain, right? And whew, 
They do such a good job there. Then there's this other spot where they can kind of rank themselves on 10 categories, right? Again, super edible. I use the purpose-driven learning words there. So I have 10 purpose-driven learning words going around the circle and they, they rank themselves as a self-assessment um, and they can take it up to four times in the year and it'll map on top of each other. And it's one of these cool spider web graphs, but it's so awesome to do a baseline at the beginning of the year and see kids kind of put themselves, you know, like I'm a two in confidence, I'm three in effort, you know, you get the idea. And then to see like when they take it at the end of the first quarter, Maybe they became a four in effort, right? Maybe they became that three in confidence. And then you take it again, third quarter and fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you see this like ever-expanding graph uh, in areas, and they they really feel that sense of growth, which is something that we so miss in middle school and high school, right? We just keep talking about how things are important for high school, and then high school says things are important for college. And you don't have that aha moment, right? There isn't as many celebratory moments like you had in that in that kindergarten first grade class where like you learned to read right like i came in here not knowing how to do this and i left knowing how to do this now don't get me wrong those things are happening all the time right like i went into my physics class i didn't know physics i left and i somewhat understood physics so don't get me wrong it happens all the time but it's not it's not that same aha and all of a sudden to see that spiderweb chart grow and kind of say like yeah i put myself into this experience this year and yeah, my confidence went up. My effort went up. It, it's so powerful to sort of see that. And again, you can change those if you don't want to use purpose-driven learning. I definitely recommend you use purpose-driven learning. I believe the default has those words in there. They're so good to have students self-reflect on. Now, the reason this show is happening, this quick sort of blurb, I just, I want to celebrate the fact that like, Hundreds of hours went into developing, actually thousands of hours went into developing the overall learner dashboard and the overall, this other thing called Quick Check. And now I'm going to talk a moment about Quick Check. Quick Check's another tool we have on EMC2 in which I use to collect kind of anything from daily homework to feedback from me on my class. Uh, they have spots in two boxes. It's just an easy Google form. And there's box one, box two. And the box, like literally above it, it says like check the assignment because it's just a generic form that says box one, box two. There's a few other things that kind of walk them through what to do, but not particular to this assignment because on my website for lesson seven, it will say, here's your homework. In box one, I want you to write a summary of last night's reading. In box two, I don't need you to do anything. Maybe the next assignment, lesson eight, it's box one. I need you to write like the key detail that you thought was most important in last night's reading and then in box two i need you to tell me how you're doing in class give me a little like heads up right and they submit on that form and then quick check literally organizes all of that so i can see lesson one it's a column lesson seven i believe was my example right is the column and i can see who handed it in i can see if it's late if it's missing I can see their average word count, which is awesome. So then even before looking at a single student's actual entry, I can get kind of a feel. I can see that the average word count for the entire grade was 146. And then I can kind of scan down this column and I see things, you know, like 80, 75, 240, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden you see like 12, like without even reading that kid's entry, I already know, like probably missed the mark, right? Uh, the 240, I mean, I definitely would 
encourage you to read all these responses. But the 240, I could also maybe talk about being concise. They were like double the average and maybe not in a good way, right? Like my sixth graders are definitely working on that right balance. There's ones that overwrite and there's ones that underwrite, right? Trying to get them in that zone of like answering the question, but don't put in fluff. Like, so give me details, support those arguments, right? Claims, evidence, reason. I want to see it. Um, so super powerful. Then you just click this little button and it pops open a few more columns next to lesson seven in my example. And there I see the students. I see their word count. And then next to the word count, I see box one, their response. Then I see box two next to that, their response. Then I see a column in which I can put kind of a number. And this isn't a grade. This is very important. This is just a code, I really should say. And up above that column is 10 boxes in which I can make standard codes or standard sort of comments. And so I could write, you know, like really good intro, you know, or I loved the details. You supported it with great writing. And like, I love that you use the words from the... You know, you really tried to apply the words from the section in your write-up, you know, solid, you know, continue to do this in the future, right? I can write all that, and that would just be, like, the one comment. And then the two comment, I can be like, wow, like, really great job, like, super proud. This is a, you know, near-perfect response. Super love it. You know, continue to add those supporting details like you did this time. Continue, like, your voice is strong here. You know, whatever you want, right? And that's the two comment. And then the three comment. You have ten of those comment boxes. You can write whatever you want. And then on that column where you put the code, now next to that first student, when I read their response, and I'm like, whoa, that is near perfect. I love it. I put two in that code column, and the comment appears next to their work. And then you just keep going down the line. Unlike other systems like Google Classroom, where you got to like now load the second kid's essay, then you know answer and then load the third kid's essay and then the answer and the next and load the boom these are just stacked on top of each other so i just read the next read the next you know code 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 uh if you have to hand write one like you don't want one of the 10 codes up above you just break the formula in the box next to it by just typing over it so if i this one's such an outlier i can say like blah 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 you know jim you did this blah blah blah, blah. and now we have all of this information now quick check separate thing learner dashboard separate thing emc2 this summer spent this is where we spent hundreds of hours working to integrate the two so that's all in one so now we just are releasing uh coming up it's not quite up there yet i have to shoot the quick video of it um but that will be re- dropping this week a learner dashboard integrated with quick check all in one spot so now when i finished giving all the codes and i'm ready i bop over to my lesson feedback and then on lesson feedback i literally put in the code for the assignment and everything that was on quick check now perfectly populates on my learner dashboard which then perfectly populates onto the student's uh, learner dashboard so in mere minutes everyone has their feedback from that lesson Uh, and i'm able to now collect assignments inside learner dashboard as well as give back feedback inside learner dashboard super powerful i love both of these and i cannot believe i can't wait i literally want to start my school year starts next week can't wait these two working together is going to be epic i definitely suggest you guys check it out i will tell you learner dashboard 
seems a little daunting in terms of starting. There's quite a few steps, but we walk you through those steps one by one. And I would say in a matter of about an hour, maybe two hours, uh, you will have it all set up. It depends how many students you have, right? If you're an elementary school, like maybe you have less students and obviously it's a little easier then. Um, But even let's take that two-hour mark. You do this setup for two hours and you have just streamlined all your feedback, all your assignment collection for the rest of the year. So two-hour investment literally could save you thousands of hours a year. And this is what I think about EMC2 as a community. Uh, I know many of our listeners here are already members. If you're not a member and you're kind of thinking about it, I just think about the value of time. That's where I'm like, you know, would I buy a subscription to this? And like the answer is hands down, yes. Not only are the resources and activities great for students, and I could tell you a million pedagogical reasons that this is way awesome and should do, but then I just think about my own time. Like what, what do I place the value on being able to like hang out with my daughter today? What do I put that value on having that game night with my buddies? What do I put that value on a weekend where I can just kind of be family focused or, you know, sit around a little bit and relax? I put tremendous value on my time and as such pay 150 bucks right now as our current sale or whatever, even at full price to pay $225 so that I can have so much more of my time back the rest of the year and then couple that with some pedagogically awesome things happening in my classroom. I'm going to not, I mean like everyone wins on that. The students win and you win on that for even at the full price, 225 to me, that is a no brainer for all the Saturdays I'm going to get all the game nights I'm going to get and all the awesome epic learning that's going to happen in my classroom. No brainer. And so don't often do this, but I kind of just wanted to highlight this learner dashboard and how we integrate it with quick check. It is going to be epic. It's going to be up later this week. Uh, if you're catching this live, if you're catching this weeks later, it's already there. Definitely check it out. You can start this mid year. You don't have to do it. Don't say like, well, I didn't do it at the beginning of the year, so I'm not going to do it. There is no better time than right now to make a better classroom and a better system for both you and the students. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. I hope you had a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. As always, love to hear from you. If you want to use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast uh, on Twitter and tag me at Mr. Matera, I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, everybody, take care and have a good day.